this week on Rock Awakening. What is a BDSM scene really like? Wrestling and pointing north. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. The Erotic Awakening Podcast is grateful for the support of our patron community, who receive ad-free early access to the podcast, as well as other perks. Thanks to all of our supporters and our newest Parallax Distortion. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Did you think I did that early or something? I think you did. Nice <laughs> <laughs> have. But it's been, uh, it's been a really interesting and long weekend. And um, you and I would say I'm a bit, a bit toasty, a bit burnout. A bit toasty, a bit toasty. And we just got off of a call with our patron supporters and just spent an hour talking power exchange. So, you know, this isn't the, the first thing we're doing this evening, but... I like this stuff. It's recharging. Absolutely. Just like presenting at the Kiki College that we just got done doing. Oh, my gosh. What a weekend. It's been two years since we've experienced something like that. A little over two years. Um, The last thing we did at the Columbus space, there was probably about 20 of us. And on March 13th, 2020. And um, the party, I guess, would have been the week before that. Mm Mm-hmm. So the Saturday before that. So um, two years since we've been to a party with with nakedness and people and teaching classes and so and we taught some really oh we had some packed classes. We did indeed. Uh, today on the podcast, instead of that though, well we are going to kind of talk about that. And we're going to not talk mm-hmm. about that, but we are actually going to talk about what a BDSM scene actually looks like and we're going to use some examples that we have experienced recently <laughs> uh as well as we're going to talk about wrestling wrestling and other stuff as well awesome so don you did have um let's start off by uh, so in general and what we're going to talk about today is a little bit of we're going to talk a little bit about negotiation and we teach a 75 minute class on negotiation and mm-hmm. this this particular podcast isn't going to be one that's how do you negotiate per se but we will we'll touch a little bit of that because you really can't talk about the scene without it to some extent but really what I want to get into is what is the experience of the scene actually like Yeah, I don't know that I can talk about my scenes without talking about negotiation, because even though we talked before the scene about negotiation, it rolled into the beginning and setting up of the scene as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then you had at least one scene over the weekend that uh, didn't have an end time like normal scenes do so right that would be kind of interesting so which one you want to talk about first well let's talk about this one first the 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 how we ended up in scenes at all now this is mm-hmm. uh at an event <laughs> right um and i ended well yeah and i ended up in scenes two different ways mm-hmm. so so via the, the the first one we'll talk about is via fet life there's an event we went to kinky college they had a group and on the group, there's a subs looking for tops and tops looking for bottoms. Right. And on the uh, tops looking for bottoms, I posted, you know, I'm interested in this, this, and this. But I also posted, oh, by the way, I have a follower named Dawn. And if you'd like to play <laughs> with her, let me know. And I'll make that happen. 
So the first scene that you did started with me negotiating for you with the person that was going to play with you. I said, yeah, okay, you can play with her. And what kind of scene? And, and we did some basic negotiation. I said, you know, we started off, as it was going to be a spanking scene. He said, what about this and that? And I said, yep, this is fine. That's not. And then I just turned it over to you. Mm-hmm. So, and you, and you did. So, and then I picked up the negotiation because at that point he was asking about aftercare, what kind of aftercare is she going to need and things like that. And um, so you turned it over to me so that I could discuss what I needed, mm-hmm. right? So that's, that can be as, a, as a, a, a master or dominant setting this up, you may not know exactly what I need, right? So um, I took it over and let him know what I would need for aftercare, which... I didn't feel like it was going to be much because we hadn't played together before. Mm-hmm. So um, when I play with someone new, I don't always hit subspace. So I don't always need aftercare. And I've been doing this for so long at this point that um, my guess and COVID, right? So I'm like, you know what? I have a feeling that I'm actually not going to need much aftercare. And if I do, I'd prefer to go hide in a corner with my blanket mm-hmm. and just wrap up in a blanket and breathe and sit for a little bit until I come back. And um, so, so I took that part over. And this is the one, well, both of mine kind of uh, that negotiation part actually rolled into the scene as well. So I actually knew this person had not spent a lot of time with him before, hadn't really talked with him a lot, but he'd been to the space and he's played with people that I've known. So, you know, I, 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 trusted him and and seemed like a good guy so we get to we decide where to meet we meet he finds a piece of furniture mm-hmm. we go to the piece of furniture and then he pulls out his toy bag and he's like so stingy or thuddy always the first question seems to be the first question right when you get ready mm-hmm. to play and i'm like thuddy and fire and he's like i don't do fire i'm like no let me explain i'm like so there's study which I like. There's stingy, which I don't like, but there's a few things in the stingy category that most people say are stingy. I think they feel like licks of fire and I like them, right? So most stingy things out. Single tail to me is fire. So that's in. Dragon's tail to me is fire. So that's in. Okay. Right? So he's like, what about wicked sticks? And instantly out of my mouth, fuck no. (laughs) 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 <laughs> that stingy, 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 stingy. There is no fire to that. So anyway, so we went through the toys, and um, then he had a, a, a handful that he knew he could play with, plus the spanking, right? And we went from there. So it was a really cool scene. Well, well now, but you got to keep going. We went from there. You talk, So that was the negotiation. That was the beginning of it. That was the beginning so he of put the you scene. Up on a, did you say a spanking bunch? No, we did a cross. Okay, so you were standing. uh, So I was standing, and we talked about, um, you know, I told him I could do the stand. My knee was hurting over the weekend, so I didn't want to do the spanking bench, which is usually my preferred thing. But if my knee's hurting, I'm not going to be able to really get into it, right? So I did the cross, and with the cross, I can't stand with my arms over my head for very long, or I start getting lightheaded. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I told him this, so we figured out how to tuck my arms in on the cross. He didn't bind me so that I could move with my knee and, and, um, you know, in case I got a little lightheaded, I could move my arms and, um, went from there. Were (laughs) Okay, cool. So, and he knew he was going to go for about an hour. 
Mm-hmm. And he checked in with me a lot, especially with the single tail and the, or he wouldn't actually like check in. I mean, he would check in, but he would also lean in and go, okay, I'm giving you five, five thwacks with the single tail. Okay. So how, it's, now, how was that? Was that, did that, cause I never do that with you. Right. So it's different. Mm-hmm. And um and it's just just a different style of playing and that that was fine actually. So because I I knew that um I was going to get 5 and I also knew that if he was like other sadist it was going to ramp up and the first two would probably be to deceive me. <laughs> 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 and that's kind of what happened, right? Okay. So lick lick ksh, motherfucker. <laughs> Right, so which I don't say, but you know, in my head, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it was, and I'm like, two more, okay, Dawn, brace for it, right? And I mean, I mean, they feel yummy, but still, it, this is it, single tail's a single tail. So, and then he, he, you know, he checked with me at the end, and sometimes he he would listen to my sounds, and since he hasn't played with me before, he's not exactly sure what all my sounds mean, right? So, I mean, you can tell, you can really tell when it's yummy, yummy, and then some of my sounds are like, oh, I don't know if I like that, maybe I did, maybe I didn't, so he would check in with me, and he's like, so more of that or less of that, and, you know, I had enough of my head on on still where I could say yeah a little bit more so or a little bit less or whatever so he would check in with me that way trying to to learn my response style I guess so and and he said about an hour and it was about an hour very cool and then he walked me over to a chair after laying my blanket on it and um had me sit down there while he cleaned up and that was it it's um and he did the, his own cleanup he did his own cleanup uh-huh. so i actually did get a little spacey and so he just sat me over in a, in a in a chair and took care of cleaning up because the dungeon was getting crowded and he wanted to wanted to get it get it cleaned up so someone else could jump on yeah and it's funny that's one of the logistical things when you're playing you know that that make up a scene is uh, depending on the space and how much room you have, some places limit your play to 45 minutes or an hour. Mm-hmm. But even when they're not limiting it, it's a matter of get off. You know, somebody else is going to just kind of wait in for their turn to get up there too. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes you and I will actually cuddle right at the furniture, but we're usually very aware of if people are hanging around waiting for something to open up. Mm-hmm. So, and and if so, we move off to the side and and clean up and and I know it's very power exchangey to have the bottom clean the equipment, right? So, but um this was this was more in line with Letting someone else get on the get on the furniture. So my, uh, I, I'll do my first scene. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about that first, and it is nearly doesn't even count in this conversation because I don't know that it. Your average person would say, "Well, that was a BDSM scene or not," but I tell you, here's what it was. It was a sensual. If it's the one I'm thinking of, it was a sensualish scene, if nothing else. Right. Um, I had. I posted a couple different things that I was looking for. And one of the things Mm -hmm. I said that I was interested in is a scene where me and whoever I'm playing with, we uh, get naked and cuddle uh, under a blanket and play the truth half of the game, truth or dare. (laughs) 
And part of it was, I mean, from a BDSM, from a purest BDSM perspective, I don't know that it counts. There was no pinching, no biting, no there, there was no sex. It certainly was sensual, and it was cuddly. And it was in a dungeon with all the other sounds, and, right? And that really adds to it because there it, we were. There was people. There was sound of people getting fucked nearby. There was kind of people getting hurt nearby. Um. And, but it was an interesting I loved it because one of my kinks is vulnerability mm-hmm. so it felt very vulnerable um, so, so that that's was kind of, that's kind of like the whole purpose of the thing right mm-hmm. so it's, it's to, to share your inner inner stuff yeah nice and, and the other one I'll mention then we'll do another one of yours is the scene that didn't happen I had negotiated a scene on FetLife leading up to the event and everything was lined up. We had everything negotiated. And then once I met the person, I had to tell them, you know what? The energy isn't jiving for me. I'm just not feeling the connection. And that's an important message to get out as well, that it's okay to... Now, I, I make that clear in the conversation that we were having. I said, you know what? If the energy's not there, we're, we're not going to do the scene. And that person said, yep, I totally agree. And And... If you state it in a way that they don't take it personally, I mean, because who knows what was going on. So we had just had a long flight, blah, 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 you know, it just, whatever. The, the energy wasn't there, right? Yep. Cool. Oh, are you done with that one? Yes. Because that one's done. So the second scene that I had, and um, both of my scenes were on Saturday night. So we did have a long flight on Friday and a long drive to the airport. And I had only had three hours of sleep. So I was perfectly fine with not having anything anything lined up for Friday night. I sat in the, uh, in the uh, social area and chit-chatted with people until I almost fell asleep on the couch. And then I went back to the bedroom and fell asleep and waited for you. Oh, I think you came into the room. You said that I still had the TV on and stuff? Yes. Holy yes. cow, yeah. So I was tired. And um, so Saturday night, so I played with the first person. And then right after that scene, I had the other one scheduled. So I went out in the social space after chilling for a little bit and getting some water. And I went out into the social space, space sat there naked for a while. Woo-hoo! <laughs> I so miss being naked. And um, waited and waited. And I had remembered talking to him. Um, well, actually, I guess it started the day before when I saw him and he hugs me and he goes, are we still on for cupcake boobs? We had talked about doing cupcake boobs like two and a half years ago, right? So he was still remembering the cupcake boobs and I'm like, absolutely. He's like, well, what about a spanking? I'm like, absolutely. He's like, what about 10 o'clock? I'm like, that works for me, right? So 10 comes around, 10, 15, 10, 20. But he had told me before that sometimes he goes late with his, his scene. So I just sat out there and waited for him. About 10, 25, he comes and gets me. He's like, I've already got a spot. And he takes me into the smaller dungeon where the uh, spanking bench. And we kind of did the same thing that I did with the first person. Because I know these people, you know, I kind of know that this scene is only supposed to be cupcake boobs, which is wrapping rope around boobs really, really tight. And I like it. And um, a spanking. So we talked about, um, was there going to be any uh, sex? No. Was there going to be any kissing? No. Um, I'm still a little COVID paranoid. 
And um, that's the only reason I'm like, no. And so he showed me the rope that he had and, and said, you know, once he did the rope, if I wanted to, I could go over to the photographer because there is a photographer at KK tucked back away in, in a corner outside of the dungeons. And he's like, once he gets me cupcake boobed, he would walk me over to the photographer so I could get the artwork, you know, taken pictures of. And then he would bring me back and he would spank me. And that's what we negotiated, right? Mm -hmm. So, and his partner was there, who I've known for years, and she's the one that got us water. She's the one that cleaned up. Um, I gave him a hug, and we snuggled for a little bit while I came out of my headspace, and um, it was all good. It was really good. Good. And then I went and sat in the little, um, there's a little itty-bitty movie theater at Kinky College. I think they use it for like business meetings and stuff. But uh, they play porn. And um, that's where I went and sat and chilled and came down. So it was good stuff. And, and so the negotiation wasn't super intense. But that's because this was more river style like mm -hmm. we talk about. So um, river with a little bit of lake. So we knew what the pieces were that we were aiming for when we went in. And while there, we talked a little bit about toys and what's in the toy bag. And we brought up sex and kissing and then went at it. What happened? Physical stuff, physical stuff, because that's why I was on the cross, the first one. And what happened? What were you going to ask? Was there sex and kissing? No. Okay. We talked about it. Okay. So those were off the table. So for me, I, I just wasn't in the mood for it. I wanted kink. It, it's funny because our the next one mm -hmm. uh, and the other scene that I had was um, negotiated. And, you know, this is an important factor that a lot of people, or at least it's changed a lot for us throughout the years in that the... Um, this, the other scene that I had was a sexual BDSM scene. And, he, and we talk about how it used to be in the dungeon, there would never be sex. And then there's other dungeons where penetrative sex is all the rage. KK, it was all the rage. It was this time. Holy cow. I wish I'd had my glasses on for um, um, the one scene when the rope was being done on me. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm looking around the room. I really wish I'd left my glasses on because there was a lot of fucking going on. <laughs> The, the other scene that I did ended up being, it was, you know, no kissing, nothing to do with my cock, but it was still a, a sexual BDSM scene. And it's simply, as you negotiate, this is what's in, this is what's out. This is, mm -hmm. you know, I do not want PIV. I do want, um, it is okay for this. This part, no oral, but this part is okay. And and we, we are actually getting ready to start teaching. We have a couple of uh, presentations lined up to teach sexual BDSM, and we should probably do a podcast on it as well. But so for me, our negotiations were along the lines of here's what's outside of the boundaries, so that what's left. Well, there's a lot left, but um, a key part of it was that on a scale of one to 10, they said, Well, I've got a pain level of about three. Mm -hmm. And another big factor was that, well, well, hold on. Let me hold on to the pain factor of three for a moment. One of the challenges there was that I, we brought a very small selection of toys with us because we had to fly in. and Right. I actually mailed those. So, and, yeah. yeah. And the um, I didn't bring any 
low pain tool toys with us. I only brought big dogs. So I said, you know what? Then we're going to do rough body play. So there would be no toys whatsoever. Now, mm-hmm. as it ended up, um, I had a few things on me. I had a belt that I was wearing that I kind of tried to use, but it was useless. That was, that's a cloth belt though, right? It is a nylon belt. Nylon, and, okay. And I could have used it, but not. it wasn't... I, I wasn't one feeling it. And then I had my bandana with me, which I pretty much just used kind of as a blindfold because the dungeon was kind of bright. That was more um, for that reason than anything else. Mm-hmm. But mainly, it was so it was rough body play. It was um, a massage turned into a spanking, pinching, punching, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then th- there's a sexual aspect to it as well, where meaning the, the short version of that being that uh, their vagina was not <laughs> off limits to our scene. So there was some punching there as well as fingering there as well. The other interesting factor about it is, you know, we're talking, we're getting, we're heading for the dungeon and their husband and a couple of friends came with us and they were like, they were just curious what the scene looked like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I don't do a lot of pickup play. Mm-mm. And so they, people were just curious, well, what's this going to look like? Um, for me, a BDSM scene is, the music is so big for me. Um, and and for a while, the music was great for the scening, and, for, and then for a while, the music was not what I like to play to. Um, but it ended up being a very nice scene it ended up being the kind of intimate dance type of scene that i like that you where, like yeah yeah where you can set some some constraints around it but once within those constraints there's a lot of flexibility a lot of fluidity mm-hmm. um and it was really cool it was really 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 nice scene cool so we've talked about four scenes and and we've been kind of technical with them but um don't as in uh, we've talked uh, negotiation and you know kind of what happened and things like that and um they they were much hotter than that <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> they were much hotter than that i don't know if the people i played with listened to the podcast so i don't want to give away a lot of stuff <laughs> that happened but um if, if you guys do not hear the excitement in my voice then um i have done both of both of the guys i played with a disservice so because i had an amazing time and it was fabulous and i will absolutely play with both of those them again if i get a chance the the neat thing for me is both of the scenes that i did mm-hmm. were on Friday night. Oh, that's right. Both yours were Friday night, where mine was Saturday. And it just, as I ran into either one of those people, the mm-hmm. the the connection was still there, and ended up um, doing a second scene with the one person on Saturday night that I'd seen with on Friday night. And <laughs> not only do I never do pickup play, but I never play with the same person <laughs> at the same event. Right. So there so. you go. There's that. That'll tell you how well it went. That's kind of cool. So if you guys, I don't know if we, um, so what, what we're trying to describe is what a real BDSM scene looks like, right? And I hope you get from our different um, descriptions of it that there there is no like normal BDSM scene, right? Mm-hmm. People negotiate differently, you know, hopefully you cover a lot of the important stuff to get what you need out of a scene. And um, of course, we teach a class on that. And and it's just 
they all look different. They can be someone snuggled under a blanket playing a truth game. Mm -hmm. They can be rope bondage. They can be spanking and single tails and, and, and things like that. And you know what? Uh, you mentioned music. Saturday night while I was playing with the first person, mm -hmm. they did a mix of uh, that had a Peter Gabriel song in it. And it's like, I would start, I'm like, oh, wait, that's fuck single tail. No, Peter Gabriel, fuck single tail. Wait, what song is it? It's mixed in with that, you know, so that sort of thing in my head. That short circuits my head a little bit sometimes. And I love that. I love that point you made, Don, in that, you know, don't think that you're not doing the real BDSM just because you don't do whips and piercings and mm -hmm. bondage right a, a spanking is is just as legitimate as anything else sacred sacred touch and just rub down can be i mean if you're in a dungeon right it's it's i think it all counts it all counts you and i have walked into a dungeon with no toys you took something that either i was wearing or you were wearing mm -hmm. tied our hands together and we literally had a punching dance in the middle of the floor, that, right? That I mean, kind of took over the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was. I mean, it, it doesn't have to even involve toys. So cool. Uh, and then finally, about KK, I do want to mention uh, we did run into some fantastic listeners of the podcast at the Kinky College. And guest, accidental and, swingers and, and, and was many, there. And a, oh, a, fuck! I gotta <laughs> totally failed. To yeah. follow up with, hey, it's the Accidental Singers. We just did a podcast with them, what, 10 shows ago? And um, I said, cool, let's catch up with each other. Let's see what's happening. And and it didn't happen. So, But uh, they did. I did just respond to them on Instagram, maybe, I think it was. So, uh, yeah, so we ran into some some great podcast listeners that we got to meet and some guests. And, and oh, I cannot... I cannot share enough what a good time. That was such a recharging event. COVID, COVID, go away. We want to go out and play. Yes. Accidental swingers as well as Hi There Cat Suit. Oh, yeah, from yeah. The oh, we spent a lot of want. time. Yeah, we spent yeah. a lot of time with a Hi There Cat Suit. As well as uh, fantastic listeners, Baby Love and T-Rex, mm -hmm. as well as Trouble and Book. We're all at the event, and it was fantastic to run into all of you. Awesome. So it looks like our next big event is Lock up in Troy, New York. April 15th to 17th. That is a, the Dan and Dawn show. We are doing like six classes. We are the only ones presenting. It's going to be a huge, uh, that sexual BDSM class. It's going to be polar exchange. It's going to be polyamory. Now, you might not own a map <laughs> and not know where Troy, New York is. Or you may not own a calendar and may not know when April is. That situation, <laughs> well, you're just fucked. There's no way around that unless, unless you subscribe to the Erotic Awakening newsletter. Indeed. So keep up with all of our events, book news, and there is more book news coming out soon. So book news and discounts and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And get your EA shout out like G from Michigan. Ginger from Illinois. Stephanie from Kentucky. Kate from Chicago. Whimsy from Colorado. And Brandon from South Carolina. Head over to TheRoyalAwakening.com and subscribe and get your shout outs. Brandon, we're in South Carolina right now. Stop so, by and say hi. Indeed. Though we're only here for a few more days. And then it's North Carolina. And then it's Virginia. And then it's New York. Yep. Heading and north. We're on the way north. Um... 
hopefully it's (laughs) it's been a long day (laughs) i don't know where you live if you live in the united states you are either buried under four foot of snow or it's 60 that seems to be what the previous month had in store for everybody um so we will see as we move north how the spring treats us mm-hmm. in the in the house on wheels. I think we're going to be in spring for the next couple of months because we're trying to stay right behind the frost line. So we can't get north too fast because, like Dan said, some of it's still under snow and the campgrounds aren't open yet. So we have to slowly move forward. So Dawn, um, the three fetishes, we're not going to talk about them tonight. <gasps> no, because but I like them. The three fetishes that came up this time around are fighting slash wrestling. Nice. Fire play. Nice. And fisting. Fabulous. And we're not going to talk about those because those are all, they all need their own show. You know, that is true, but I do like them all. So I, I've only wrestled with two people, but I like it. Mm-hmm. You and someone else. Okay. <laughs> We've not really done a lot of fire play. We've done very little amount of fire play. We used to do flash cotton. Yes. Any fu- The only fire play, I, am I right? The only fire play we've done is flash yep. cotton? Yep. And that just doesn't seem to be popular anymore. We used to have a magic shop around the corner of us, and when we first got into the scene, um, someone did flash cotton, and we're like, ooh, that's easy to learn. And then, um, but I have done, like, fire cupping. Mm-hmm. I love fire cupping, and I have had, I've been fire flogged. Right? So, and and then the regular fire stuff. And I won't say that it's something that I seek out, but I do like it when it happens. That That's very much edge play, and I only do it with people that I know have been trained. And, you know, the interesting, and again, we're going to get into more of these, because each one of these is a topic on its own. But the other mm-hmm. one, I haven't done fisting in a long... Well, I haven't done fisting in a while. Uh, and not the whole... Once your um, the widest part of your hand is in somebody to make a curl, you know, curl it into kind of a into a fist per se, or mm-hmm. a ball shape. Um, it used to be one of my favorite things, but you broke your hand mm-hmm. at some point, and it was your uh, right hand, hand wrist. And um, where I grip you after you had that injury, yes. and you healed, and you tried to fist me. And I had an orgasm. Yeah, that... <laughs> you haven't fisted me since then. No, no, that, that, <laughs> that did not feel. Pleasant. I think that hurt you. <laughs> so, yeah. and and it's very rare. I mean, oh, I've been fisted by Deb Addington, mm-hmm. and I had pictures of that. That was an event that allowed Name pictures. Job. I I did, but oh my God, was that so hot? And then I've tried to fist someone. Remember that. I put out a calling for, I wanted to fist someone. I remember someone. that very much. And I had, and they showed up to our apartment at the time, and I tried to fist. And I feel like I have little hands, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell you what, I'm not a sadist. And when I got to the point where it was the widest part of my hand, and, and she's resisting, I couldn't do it. And I remember you telling me later, you just punched through it. I'm like, I couldn't do it. I was hurting her. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about that more okay. on, on that episode. I don't think just punch through it is legitimate <laughs> no. advice for fisting. No, it's not. Not. I think you were kidding with me but uh, and just teasing me. But um, yeah, I couldn't do it. So I don't know that I have fisted anyone before completely. Anyway. 
Uh, and Sam Wall sent you some tentacles of some sort? Yeah. So, um, and Sam Wall likes to send me stuff through Instagram. And um, this is like a, was it plastic? I don't know if it was plastic or ceramic or what it was. But it was a tentacle monster holding drink glasses at a bar. So, like, if you were sitting near this tentacle monster thing, mm-hmm. it, it had tentacles. And people around it would set their glasses in the tentacles to to hold them i don't know how else to describe it so but uh that was kind of neat oh and you know what i forgot to put in the notes do you know what is the pokey stop that i got the most of (laughs) while we were in chicago no i don't know it is a um it is like a glass chandelier between the column of elevators that is a chiluli Chaluli glass, yes, I think yes. is what it's called. And it is literally called the Tentacle Monster. So I saved all of those gifts for my friends that knew I liked tentacles. And that's what I sent them. Fair. So Sheba got a Tentacle Monster this morning. <laughs> Your partner's partner got a Tentacle Monster this morning. Anyway, so uh, I just thought that was funny. And then the Mer Pirate sent me an animated gift of a tentacle pulling aside the panties and taking advantage of a girl. That, that was It's all about hot. the It's all about the animated tentacles. Oh, uh, the animated. Basanos posted to our Discord channels a tentacle butt plug animation which I found pretty fucking hot. It wasn't that hot? Mm-hmm. So, and then um, Min- Minotaurus sent a um, comic strip and this was also on Discord. And um, it was a combo comic strip. It started out with tentacles and Star Trek characters and then moved into He-Man characters having a comment on it. So it was Star Trek, He-Man, and tentacles. So uh, that was that was pretty awesome. You know, I was just looking at the old Instagram. Have we posted anything to the old Instagram lately? I think I posted the card game that we were playing. I would like to post some of the rope work. That was done during my second scene that I got pictures of. We do have those pictures. Are, those, those are kind of naughty. Take a moment to support the podcast. Read us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us at Dan and Dawn at Twitter and FetLife. We are Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Here's the links from the Erotic Awakening website for Facebook and Discord. Or just email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Bye, Dan. Dan.